And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Procabulary.org. Procabulary offers a brilliant new online language course that I just recently completed myself called Core Language Upgrade. The course material is designed to help you analyze the way you use your words and language to create your reality. I personally believe the words you choose to speak or write out is referred to as spelling for a very good reason. You're literally casting an energetic spell every time you open your mouth, which means it's of the utmost importance that you have a foundational understanding about the power or lack of power that the words you're choosing to use conjures up. I strongly believe language mastery is a highly important skill set that way too few people have taken it upon themselves to become educated on. And what Procabulary does is actually provides you with an incredibly easy-to-follow roadmap that only takes about 10 minutes a day spanned over 21 days to complete, which shows you how to go about changing your language patterns so that you can start getting better results in every aspect of your life. Now, as a Positive Head Podcast listener, if you decide to go to Procabulary.org and purchase the Core Language Upgrade course, you'll get 33% off if you use the promo code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, on the checkout page. The retail price for Core Language Upgrade is normally $299, and I'd say it's really worth every penny of that, but it's especially worth it after your 33% positive head discount because it drops the price to $199. That's a crazy good deal that I had to do some serious convincing to get the guys at Procabulary to give to our listeners, so I really hope some of you will take advantage of it while it lasts. Also, if you need more convincing about the power of Procabulary, Check out Positive Head Podcast number 20, where I actually interview Procabulary co-founder Mark England, and we discuss language mastery in great detail. All right, all you positive heads, in this week's interview episode, I'm buzzing with anticipation because I have Dr. Lauren Cielo here with me on the show. Lauren is a formally trained spiritual counselor and clairvoyant teacher. Lauren has been featured on Guy TV's show, Beyond Belief, as well as the long-running, highly acclaimed Coast to Coast AM radio show. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brandon. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm very excited to have you. I've, I've definitely been looking forward to this one. And uh, I'm going to jump right in with the question to put you on the spot. If someone gets in an elevator with you and asks you, what's your passion? And you only have 10 floors to answer. What do you say? Probably healing. That, my passion well, is healing. Well, look at that. That didn't put you on the spot at all, did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> you got to try harder. <laughs> oh, man. I see I got my work cut out for me here. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Okay. That's a, that's a very um, simple but uh, all-encompassing answer. And, and you have multiple modalities as far as your healing. Um, but let's start a little bit with, the, the, you know, going back. You have, a, you have a really interesting story. You went from the business world, actually, as an engineer, is that right, to becoming a, a spiritual counselor and clairvoyant teacher. How the heck did that happen? Well, um, you know, it's interesting. I was at Whole Foods, and it's like an organic market if there's not one where your listeners are. It's where I ate lunch today. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And so I was looking at the bulletin board there, and there was a flyer that said Psychic Institute. And um, at the time, I was an engineer, of course. And um, I the really the reason that I took it, um, you know, decided to take the training was – that night of the week, there was nothing on television that I liked. So I thought, well, here's something fun to do. And of course, I was on a spiritual path before that, but I didn't really realize that there were psychic institutes. So I went to the first, like it was an open house or something, and um, I really, really liked it. So I signed up for the first six-month program and went on to take another advanced program and then a teacher's program, and then I taught there before I started my own business. But in that first six months, um, now, like I said, I was an engineer and my forte was high-tech startups because it's all about creating everything from nothing. And oh my gosh, that that's such a great energy to be in. So right. I was at, yeah, I was at the high-tech startup and I could tell that, you know, we had blown through all that great venture capital money and it was about time to hit the, the unemployment line again. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, uh, two months into the six-month program, I found myself unemployed. So um, I hung out my shingle. I thought, wow, I, I think I can really do this. And so I went to a little acupuncture um, spot here in uh, where I'm at in San Diego and I rented a little space there and, and you know, and the rest was history because, you know, people that would likely get acupuncture would totally might consider getting a psychic reading. So, sure. um, yeah, so I never looked back and, you know, Golden Rose, my business uh, here in San Diego is 10 years old. So, um, you know, I'm really excited. It's like, you know, I, I, I think it, I, I think it's going to stick. In other words, I think my parents can relax now. I'm not going to move home. <laughs> yeah. Ten years, you're a decade in. I think it's uh, it's safe. What is it? The first uh, businesses usually fail within the first three years, I believe it is. So uh, the fact that you're more than triple that, I'd say uh, you've, you've found something that you're supposed to be doing, right? Uh, so you had a childhood dream that, you started with some of your psychic abilities started to sort of uh, show, you know, rear their head, so to speak, when you were a child. Wasn't there a, a very telling dream that you had at one point? Yeah. Um, and it was actually right when I left childhood. I just uh, went through puberty. And I think that probably has something to do with, you know, uh, spiritual activation. You know, that that hormonal time is super sure. uh, energetic. So anyway, I, I was raised, um, well... I call it hillbilly Christian. And, um, <laughs> and, and oh, we have more in common than I realized. <laughs> uh, I was well, raised in Virginia and it was like if we couldn't wear bathing suits around females so or vice versa, you know, it was like everything was segregated and very conservative. So I'm probably we, we could probably share stories. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I like to say that I was raised in the church because I have so much scripture in me. You know, that word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I mean, I've got memory verses just oozing out of me. Um, but I, I like it because it really helps me understand the metaphors now, of course. But sure. um, yeah, so um, I think that 
being, you know, being raised, you know, in the Christian faith and um, not really, you know, ever having it really make any sense to me, I think. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it just didn't align with, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, that I was experiencing. So um, while, you know, I was supposed to have this personal relationship with Jesus, that's what my, you know, Christianity was supposed to be, um, you know, he was never talked about at home. You know, it was just this thing on Sunday between this time and this time. And um, so I wouldn't say I had a personal, you know, relationship with Christ, like a lot of Christians would say right. I did. So right. um, here I come toddling up to, you know, puberty and I had this dream of Jesus. And so I, Interesting. I, you know, I got on my knees, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, what are you supposed to do? And so I got on my knees and I, you know, tried to worship him, which I really didn't even know what that meant. And, and he said, <laughs> oh, and he said, get up. He said, don't, don't do that. He said, you know, we're peers, and what do you make of that? You know, so, right, right. So you know, I woke up and I was crying, and I, you know, of course, I couldn't tell my folks. I mean, how do you, you know, can't quite say, yeah, you know, my, uh, homie over here, Jesus says I'm just like him, <laughs> and I shouldn't worship him anymore, you know. So, right. um, so, but for the next two weeks, I was floating. I mean, I, I, something changed in me. For one thing, I got really uppity. You know, I was, I was a very good child. You know, I never. I had an older brother who took the brunt of all the punishment. So I just watched and learned, you know, <laughs> really. Right, right. So, um, but I became an adult. That's how I started to feel like, you know, some teacher gave me a hard time. And I remember walking home from school within that, t- you know, that two week bliss period. And I thought, well, gosh, dang it. What gives her the right to tell me what to do? You know, like I yeah. couldn't understand it anymore. So um, that that was my first really big spiritual experience. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, what could you ask for anything bigger than that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's funny because uh, for me, being raised very conservative Christian and I got to young adulthood, I guess, you know, 20, 20 years oldish, somewhere around there and met someone who had psychic ability and she she started demonstrating, you know, some of her abilities and it just fascinated me. And much like yourself, uh, a lot of the sort of Christian dogma and so forth didn't resonate. There's too many holes in it for, for my logic. And, <laughs> and here I see this person demonstrating abilities that, you know, if I were to go to my, you know, dad and I love him, we're very close to this day, he's still very conservative Christian. And that's perfectly fine, of course. But, you know, if I were to have went to him at the time, it's like, oh, well, you know, that's uh, somehow evil if it's a psychic ability or there's something to do with the devil or something that I just was not picking up at on at all from this person that I met. It was a very positive, loving individual. And so that was, uh, interestingly enough for me, uh, sort of a uh, having some sort of a brush with psychic ability that led me to the path that I'm on now, which then led me, of course, to reading all kinds of books. And I had sort of my own kind of, you know, spiritual awakening, I guess you would say. Um, so very interesting though, that uh, a fellow hillbilly Christian, I love that. I've never heard that. And that is, uh, that is definitely, I can, I can relate to that concept. Now you receive your information clairvoyantly. Can you explain the difference between that? Then, you know, what, what is clairvoyance first clear audience first? You hear these different terms for, for people who maybe aren't really aware of the different forms of being psychic. Right. Right. Well, maybe we should start like kind of back up a bit because think of this model um, that your higher self, the part of you that lives forever um, comes in and out of your body. And um, so 
your higher self, that divine part, um, is not psychic at all. But mm-hmm. the animal Homo sapien is so interesting. Yeah, so uh, uh, as well as having eyes, nose, mouth, fingertips, and ears—you know the five senses. Um, the the Homo sapien also has a full chakra system. So what the higher self does is it inserts itself into the container, the Homo sapien, in a certain spot uh, if it wants to use the animal's clairvoyant ability. And the certain spot is well, it kind of makes sense. Is right in the center of your head, right behind your eyes, because that's where that sixth chakra plugs right in. So it plugs. Yeah. So if you think of it this way, if your sixth chakra looks like a a tornado that's stuck in your forehead, which it does. Right. (laughs) um, Right. (laughs) um, Getting into the center of your head um, is like putting your eye up to the telescope that is your clairvoyance. So that that's what clairvoyance is. And, and um, so if I were to get into Lauren and use Lauren's throat to read energy instead of Lauren's sixth chakra, instead of seeing things, I would hear them. Okay, so that's right. clear audience, right? Now, if I'm in Lauren and I use Lauren's crown chakra to read, now I'm claircognizant, meaning that I know things. So um, the way I'm trained and the way I teach is those upper three chakras get activated. And it's a little bit different than like being a, an empath because that would be more reading with the lower chakras. So in my, te- yeah, in my technique, we actually close down those lower three chakras. So, you know, if you tell me that someone you love has passed or that you've committed a crime or that you're, you know, going to vote for Donald Trump, um, I'm not going to light up. <laughs> had to throw that in i'm sorry no perfect (laughs) but but yeah so with those lower three chakras closed down that's the animal part of us right the first chakra is survival and so if you scare lauren that first chakra is gonna pop me the real me out of lauren because she's a fraidy cat um, the, right. the, the second chakra, um, if that starts to get into the reading, now I might cry. I might feel what you're feeling. And the third chakra, we close that down because I might go into competition with you. So the animal right. part is closed down and we stay up high. So so that would probably be a, a really you know basic model of, you know, um, well, I guess of the teaching of Golden Rose. I, I, that's what I call it because now the way I was trained, of course, a lot of people are trained that way, but – you know, after 10 years, I've filtered it so much through, you know, my own soul information, I guess, that I, I quit calling it the technique that I teach. And I started calling it the teachings of Golden Rose because wow. I really do feel I've kind of put my stank on it enough to kind of, you know, call it mine, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> Very cool. You know, what's so great to Lauren is uh, just going back uh, a few podcast episodes, a couple of weeks ago, I had a series of synchronicities around a rose and I actually so much so that I made it into a podcast and you I think it's episode 100 is about the rose frequency and and here we are I just you know not even knowing the name of your company or anything like that <laughs> you know end up coming across you and and we connect and here we are doing this uh interview and then I find out after the fact that 
you know, golden rose. And I'm like, oh, there it is again. So <laughs> you're the, the the pinnacle of my rose synchronicity, apparently. <laughs> and it's really, really cool. And, and even for the listeners, you can go back. I, you know, I, I think it's, once again, it's a episode 100 um, and hear all about it. And then I even reference it again. And I think ref, uh, episode 102, because it just kept going. And here we are now. This will probably come out around 115 and it just keeps going. So it really, really cool to have you on the, on the show. And you actually offer to do an example reading for people, you know, many of our listeners probably have never seen any sort of a psychic reading. And me being the guinea pig that I am, of course, said, yeah, I'd love to have one. Um, so that is very gracious of you. And so I, I figure, you know, maybe here at the, at the start, you can give us a, a sample by, by reading me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm set now. It doesn't take long. Uh, uh, so um, what I need, though, to be able to see your energy is I need you to say your full name, whatever okay. you think that is, uh, three times okay. out loud in a row. Go ahead. Perfect. Brandon Brent Beecham. Brandon Brent Beecham. Brandon Brent Beecham. Oh my gracious. Um, uh, hi, Brandon. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now before I start reading you, I, I want to kind of tell you what I'm reading so it'll make a little bit more sense. Now, okay. when you yeah, when you say your, your name, the vibration of that um, motivates your higher self to, to tell us what it's doing. Okay, now, I, from doing this long enough I, and living my life, I realize that's where the pain and suffering comes in in life, right? Where our higher self is creating these experiences for, for us to hear how uh, for us to have here on earth, but we don't know what it's trying to do. So we're like, well, should I turn left? Should I turn right? What am I supposed right. to do? Right. So, right. Right. So the way it metaphysically works is higher self wants to have experiences. So it signs contracts with other higher selves to have those experiences. Now, um, so if we knew again, what our higher self was trying to do, then when we look at what's going on in our life, you know, those contracts, all the goings ons in your life, like my grandmother would have said, that's how, (laughs) yeah, that's how, your higher self is trying to do the what. Okay, that I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you the what. So here we go. Okay, great. <laughs> now, now you, you know, it's interesting that I don't think the rose synchronicity is going to end right here because the, the symbol that the higher self communicates this to me in is a rose. So um, wow. when you said your full name three times, you created um, a rose that has three different energies in it. it the, in the front is all purple. It's almost like this. I might say that it's the way you want people to see you. You might think of it as your valence or your um, presentation energy. Maybe that might be it. Um, and whenever I see purple, and this is how I work, I, I see an, an energy. Now, it's not really purple, right? It's the vibration that Lauren's sixth chakra sees as purple. It, you okay. know, from, yeah, from, from engineering, what I realize is that it's just some frequency of energy that's vibrating, right? It, it's, it's a frequency. It goes up and down at some rate. But because I'm using Lauren's sixth, again, it looks purple. So when I see purple in a reading, what the higher self is trying to communicate is spirituality. That's what yeah. purple means. So you have got that smeared all over the front of you. You know, I, I was going to say, um, I don't think anybody can miss the fact that you 
are on a spiritual pursuit. I mean, even if somebody met you at Starbucks line, you know, because really we, we all unconsciously read each other. We do. So, yeah. you know, yeah, people pick that up about, uh, about you now in the center. And, and so I, I'm looking at the rose. It's like, you know, I'm looking straight on at the blossom. And, and like I said, the front and the outside is all purple, but that's not what's on the inside of you. <laughs> what's on the inside. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> are, are you sure you want me to continue? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm sweating over here. Uh. <laughs> no, the, the, the two colors that are inside you is this beautiful balanced blue. Oh my gosh, Brandon, that energy is so um, delicately balanced to get there. You know, like one of my students said one time, gosh, Dr. Cielo, I'm having a really hard time uh, staying balanced. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, next question. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's life. You know, you, you know, you don't stay balanced. So um, this now, uh, like I said, when I say hello to blue, the the thing that Lauren's six chakras thinks is blue. Um, what what that vibe is is healing. Um, and so anytime I see blue, it says back to me, I'm healing. So. Now, if it's light blue, like sky blue, um, the person's trying to communicate that they're going through a self-healing. If if the mm-hmm. energy is really dark blue, indigo blue, it, they're stating that they're an archetype, the healer, you know, capital T, mm-hmm. capital H. Well, if you put those two colors together, it becomes the color you're running on the inside. Now, I got to talk about contracts again for you to understand this concept. So... If you thought of the indigo blue contract is, you know, your offering, like the healings that you'll give, and then everybody that's in agreement to, to do that with you signs it, right? So there's all mm-hmm. these signatures on there. Now, the light blue self-healing contract has all this healing on it, but it only has your name on it because it's self-healing. Well, okay. if you're running balance blue, it's like taking those two contracts and superimposing them over each other where your name goes at the top of the healing list. That's what I mean that it's so incredibly hard for a healer like you are to get there. We always want to put the kid's oxygen mask on next to us before we put ours on. So, my friend, you have achieved that on the inside. So, maybe um, you might notice that. You might notice – and it might feel like this. And this is one of the things I love about my job, trying to to convey to someone a metaphysical concept like that, like healing yourself before others – only putting it down here on the earth so that you can see what that feels like. Because, you know, sometimes people ask me, uh, how can I astro project? I mean, you do all the time. You just don't yeah. know it's that, right? Right. Right. So um, this um, balanced blue, like I said, it's it's fleeting, right? If you're running it on earth, it might be something like this. So I'm just going to throw something out there. I might call you up and say, hey, Brandon, um, you know, it's warming up here in San Diego and I'm going to turn my garden under this weekend. But, you know, I hurt my back. So do you think you mind coming over and turning my garden under for me? Well, a healer will go, yes, yes, I want to. You won't even consider what you have going. You just want to serve, right, if you're running indigo blue. If you're running balanced blue like you're doing, your reply would be something like this. Hmm, well, you know. I haven't turned my garden under. So how about if I, yeah, how about if I do mine this weekend? And then if your back still hurts, I'll come next weekend. So that might be, 
you know, so start to see things, you know, that you might be doing like that. Okay. Now the, uh, the other color that's in the background of the rose, and I know that to be the supporting energy. You know, when people show me an energy in the back of the rose, that's always like what you're leaning on or what's pushing you forward, depending on how you look at it, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, yours is red. Okay. Now, um, my reds, um, depending on the the shade, I guess, it, it can mean one of two things. Yours is actually female energy. Um, so you, the, the energy that supports you in this cycle of showing everyone that you're, you're really into spirituality and you'd like to talk about it, and on yeah. the inside, healing yourself before you heal others, that cycle – is supported by the fact that you can run female energy, right? That and 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 it's so easy to do now on the planet. You know, I, I think a lot of um, you know my grandfather, and he mm-hmm. would not have known how to make my um, mother stop crying. He wouldn't have even known how, right? So yeah. back then, either if you were in a male body, you ran male energy. If you were in a female body, likely you ran female energy. But now we all get this wonderful blend. So I really yeah. do think that it's your female energy that, hang on. Well, it just said the same thing, provides the support. But I think more than that, I think that's one of the things that's made you so incredibly curious is that <laughs> female energy. It's like if there's a rock, you want to pick it up and, and look and see what's underneath it. So now, True. now, so that's the cycle. You might think of that as what you're doing. So you might kind of – now, I'm not saying you're supposed to do that, Brandon. A lot of times when I read, people think, oh, okay, I have to do this. I, I have to show everybody I'm spiritual. I have to make sure that I take care of myself first and, and I have to you know, remember that the female energy – no, you are doing that. <laughs> so right, you, right, yeah, right. Right. Now, that cycle, um, you're very well supported in because – um, there's a certain part of this silly metaphor. I call it the hips of the rose. Although, really, Brandon, I don't know anything about flowers. I'm not a flower type person, really, at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but this little part of this silly metaphor, um, it, I call it the hips of the rose, the part where the blossom sits on the stem. Um, mm-hmm. That is, um, if it's really wide, if I even notice it at all, sometimes I don't, um, that's a metaphor for you using your guides and angels to help you support you in that cycle. And you are doing it. Um, We're going to bring them all in. And when I say we, I should probably introduce everybody to, um, oh, and I meant to tell you earlier, you know, those little rose synchronicities that you had, I kind of think they came from the person I'm about to um, introduce, which is my healing master, Anki Yaya. Um, I know it's a really funny name. Some of my students call him Uncle Yaya, but, <laughs> but it's Ankh. He's half Egyptian and half Mayan, so it's Ankh Yaya. So anyway, cool. he, he, he's the one that, he's really the healer. I'm just the mouthpiece behind him. He, um, right. and, and, and in the teaching of Golden Rose, if I do try to heal you, um, I'll mix Lauren energy with Brandon, and that's never a good idea. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, Anki Yaya, the spirit guide healing master, is the one that moves all of the energies. So um, this is his pet peeve. He's all about the contracts that my clients have with their um, guides and angels. So he's going to step in now. And and the guides that you're using the most now, honey, um, they're um, they're yellow. Okay, um, and 
whenever I see yellow, it's, it's always a mental energy. It's not an emotional energy. It's not a spiritual energy. If you're running yellow, one plus one equals two. You might think yeah. of them as wisdom guides or something like that. And I can tell because when we ask them to come into this picture that I'm looking at, the, the guides that line up right behind you, and it looks like a stadium. And each section of the stadium is a different color. That's how I know what they do for you. It's so silly. I, I, Interesting. Anyway, um, so that's what's behind you is this whole section of these yellow guides. Now, there's one of them that really wants this, like jumping up and down and wants me to read them. So I'm going to. And, you know, it's got a, <laughs> it's got a lion valence. It doesn't really look like a lion, but it's running lion energy for sure. Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah. So that yeah, means, well, that's um, very interesting because, you know, of course, I'm a Leo. Uh, my partner, Anna, is a Leo. My partner before her was a Leo. My Parents are both Leos. <laughs> My partner on the Positive Head podcast daily shows, uh, Dalian is a Leo. So uh, yeah, <laughs> lion energy is definitely something that I attract over and over and over again. <laughs> let, let me uh, say hello to, um, let me say hello to Missy. Well, he just says lion. So I guess you're just going to have to call him the lion or maybe Leon. That's close <laughs> enough. I don't know. But he, when I say, what's your name? He just kept saying lion, lion. But he's not a lion. Yeah, but he's running wow. lion energy. So let's see what this is all about. Oh, it's past life. His name's Richard. Thank you. Oh, Richard the Lionhearted. Oh. Duh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ah. Um, he's a past life. You guys have had a past life together. Now let's see wow. why he's the one coming forward. Because I'm so curious. I'm like, out of all of them, and there's at least 300 behind you, out of all wow. of them, why is it that guy? That's what I yeah. want to know. Yeah. Now, honey, it does have to do with bravery. And I think maybe that's why you're running the female energy in the background, too. Because one of the things about female energy, when it's raw and hasn't been tampered with, with you know, like a patriarchal society, female energy is wild. Oh, my gosh. You talk about running through the, you know, the woods at night and the full moon. That's female energy. So, yeah. um, so this, this Richard, um, you're, and again, you guys were like some kind of warriors, you know, of course, warriors together. <laughs> um, but, wow. but that's it. He's here to, you know, kind of kick you in the butt and say, get out there. You know, so that's probably been like, you know, all the big um, expansions that you've had in your career have been because of this guy kicking you in the butt. That's what he says. I think that's I think that's um, kind of how I work with Anki Yaya. You know, it's like kind of like having a an older brother that jokes with you. He you know, he's like kicking right, you in the butt. Right. Get out there! Get out there! You know. <laughs> so I uh, so I guess maybe how you could use that information because I always like to reverse engineer the information. It's like if I got that in a reading, how would I leverage that? I mean, okay, yeah. I've got this guy that you know looks like a lion but it's not a lion and you know what do I do well I would think anytime I was afraid anytime I'm like you know I, I know I want to do this I've been thinking about it but my mom's not gonna like it what you know what is what is what are all my clients gonna think or you know whatever it could be um, right I might I might ask him to come in then and he goes right into your heart so you know he he's the one uh, in, in the moments when you really had to dig deep he was the one helping you dig deep and you dig deep through your heart by the way uh, for some reason you you your higher self wanted you to know that when so if Maybe how you can leverage that is if, like, say you had to figure something out, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, I got to really put on my thinking cap. I got to push through energy. I got to get this done. Well, not really. It's really in your yeah. heart. So you might want to drop down a couple chakras. It <laughs> might help you a little bit more. You know, Interesting. In other, in other words, instead of trying to analytically put one, two, three steps together, I might, yep. if I was you, 
slide down into my heart, breathe a little bit, and then just know the answer. And now that's the difference between how I can tell I'm reading, uh, you know, clair, um, clair cognizantly. Well, there you go. I made, I think I made that word up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how I know the difference because I'm an engineer. So I think step one, step two, step three, here's the answer. Well, when I'm reading, I just know. I just like ask a question. I'm like, oh my God, there's the answer. I don't ever do a one, two, three process. So Check it out, my friend. If you're finding that you're needing to do one, two, three process and you can't figure it out, drop down into your heart, do some breathing, relax, and then you'll just know that the information It's so will come. funny that you say that because I've been, uh, someone taught me that a year or so ago, and I've actually talked about it on several shows where I've used that and how much it's helped me. And I'm probably not using it as much as I should be, but it's, it's really funny that you bring that up because it's a, it, it's even a topic I was going to bring up. I have as a question for you in the future, like on my list of questions here, that's one of them, you know, <laughs> using your, your clairvoyance, your, you know, which is in, really in your head as opposed to your heart. But here we are, you're already, you beat me to it with your, your psychicness. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me just, there's a few, there's one other thing I want to read on this rose. I know that we've got kind of lengthy on it, but um, in the metaphor of the rose, it's called a rose reading. And oh, by the way, I start every reading this way. It, the, um, the colors of the, you might find this interesting. The colors that, that the higher self shows me in the rose the way uh-huh. I, I am able to read you and not me is uh-huh. my my crown chakra is set to those colors in the rose because the those colors in the rose are the colors of your crown chakra. So I actually match your energy. So I'm totally reading you instead of reading me. I, I'm not even cool. in, the, in the picture. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, huh? So um, – So, yeah, I start every reading with the rose reading. And then, you know, people have questions about those that have passed over or, you know, whatever the questions are. So this is kind of a normal thing that starts every reading. I want to finish off with just one thing. Um, The stem and leaves uh, of this crazy metaphoric rose, um, the, the stem represents incarnations, how many times you've incarnated. Not how old of a soul you are, but how brave of a soul you are to take an animal body over and over. That's how right. I think. <laughs> brave or dumb, which is it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and you are a very old soul. Um, you were incarnated in another reality for a while, and then you, you jumped over to this one. I can see a little this little mark on the stem, and I ask you, what is that? And you're like, oh, you know, I was incarnated. You know, and, and of course, the earth isn't real. It's just a hologram. It's like a video game, right? Your higher self really lives on the astral and may have many bodies and many video games that are all these different universes that our physicists are telling us about, right? So Yeah. So, yeah, so that's not really that unusual. So, um, but anyway, um, the leaves, like I mentioned um, on, on the stem, represent creativity, and that's what I'd like to read for you. You have three creations that seem to be um, dependent on one another, and the way the leaves go around is the, they're right at the top of the you know closest to the flower. And I always think that the that the way this metaphor works is we have a thought form that puts a little leaf on the bottom of the stem, and if we let it stay on when it gets all the way up to the rose. And over time, uh-huh. we don't change our mind. It comes in, but and, wow. and but these three that are right up near the top, they they go around the stem like a spiral staircase. Do you know what I mean? Like one's in one angle, yeah. one's in the other, and one's in the other. So that's why I mean, like you spin this energy. Like I feel that that's you know. So um, it may be one creation, but it takes three 
leaves to do it. I don't really know what. Let me see wow. what you'll say. It takes three stages. That's what your higher self says. Three stages to get it done. But but it does go in a clockwise a clockwise rotation up up the rows. So so let me ask you. Um, it may be this endeavor um, that you're doing. I, I think it may be. Is there something else that you're adding to your offering? Um, you know, with the podcast and all. Well, um, I do have a business that uh, you know I, I am starting. That's a, that's a new business that I plan to sort of take that as well as this and parlay it into a third sort of master plan idea that I've been um, sort of um, had had in the back of my mind and heart for about a decade. So mm. I could I instantly could kind of pick up on what I feel like you were getting at is because mm. I can see how one it's sort of like business and spirituality, uh, whereas this is like my spiritual offering and the way I'm I'm growing and, and connecting with the world through this podcast currently. Then I have a strictly business venture that is all about generating uh, a lot of abundance and then bringing the two together to do a third that is a sort of a combination of both, if yeah. that makes sense. I think that's the three-tiered thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah, well, I'll say this. And the reason I'm saying congratulations is because they're at the top of the st- they're at the top of the rows. I mean, all, most of your creative energy is feeding those three stages of creation there. So, um, and it's very know. stage oriented is the way I've kind of am yeah. structuring and planning it too. So Perfect. it's well, it's very interesting that you put it that way. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and separate out from you now. It'll just take me just one little second. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. Thanks for showing oh, us that. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for uh, for your willingness to give a little sample there. And hopefully uh, people will be as intrigued as I, I was because I, I could probably keep here for two more hours asking questions. But we have uh, it's it's actually going to be questions more about you. So anyone <laughs> who's listening who wants to uh, connect, of course, they can find you through uh, Golden Rose. Right. And it's Golden Rose. Psychic is your uh, website. Is that correct? Yes. Um, the main site is goldenrosepsychic.com. Just spell psychic okay. correctly. And then yep. um, my personal is laurencielo.com. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. Any of you guys that uh, would like to to get a reading, uh, obviously you can see Lauren uh, has a lot to say, and and that was just like a taste. So, thank you. <laughs> um, but moving right along with with everything else, it, one question I do have for you: Have you ever done any sort of reading for the planet, or you know, uh, in general, like the year, like twenty sixteen? We're still relatively new in twenty sixteen. I mean, is there any? Do you ever sit down and do a reading on that scale? You know what? Um, in 2015, I did a YouTube video where I read the energy of each month of, of the year. And uh-huh. everyone loved it so much that we actually did it as a, a personal service uh, uh, this new year. So, oh, um, cool. yeah, clients were able to purchase their own, you know, what's the energy of every month of the year for them. So, yeah. And, you know, I will say, too, that a lot of times people throw things in. Uh, to readings like that, like, you know, who's going to win the presidency or um, somebody right. asked me to look at um, what happened to Mary Magdalene's body. Isn't that oh, cool? Wow. 
Wow, that is cool. <laughs> I know, I know. It, now, isn't, doesn't alternate reality sort of play into this, though, too? When you're talking, I think back, Lauren, one of the first uh, sort of experiences I had was getting a reading, and I've referenced it multiple times on the show throughout different episodes, where I went and I just randomly got a psychic reading, some woman at, a, at you know, some outdoor place I was at with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, the woman said, I see you in a cold place like Chicago working in business, and my jaw hit the floor because at that time, we were in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was planning to move to Chicago and work in business when I graduated from college. And then she said, but there's this whole other path in California, you know, and music related. And, and sure enough, a year later, with the help of some psilocybin mushrooms, I ended up taking that <laughs> path. And, and here I am. And so, you know, the way I see it, and I'd love to hear your input is, is that there's alternate versions of self even from the moment every moment forward there's all these alternate versions and based off of where we're vibrating you know what frequency what vibration we're sort of aligning ourselves with determines which version of self sort of unfolds in our holographic movie is that is that uh you know does that idea or concept hold true from your your vision of of reality (laughs) yeah i might i might say it a little bit different i would go back to saying that um that those alternate choices are really contracts being negotiated and renegotiated and renegotiated over and over and over. And, um, you know, like a lot of times people will ask me, you know, what, what do you see in regards to, you know, X, Y, Z? And there isn't anything yet on X, Y, Z. I mean, everyone who's involved in the creation of X, Y, Z, um, hasn't it. Well, like the presidency, Exactly. If you read who's going to win the presidency of the United States, if you read it every hour, it would change. I mean, it's just such wet clay. So I would say yes. Um, I agree with what you say, only I might say it in a little bit different way. Very interesting. Now, you also believe that everyone is psychic to, to some degree and can be trained. I can think of, you know, my own first experience the day my grandfather died, I was about 11 years old and I was sitting in church and I all of a sudden had this flash of him passing that day. And he wasn't in the hospital or anything. He wasn't in great health, but he wasn't in the hospital. He was at home. And I just had this whole flash and I played out this scenario in my head about him passing that day. And I looked at the date and all these things. And a few hours later, sure enough, he passed. So, um, you know, is that something that you think everyone has just like any muscle, though, if you work it out, you can develop it more and more? I, I do liken it a lot to working out. Now, um, you know, some people are just better athletes than others, right? Some people are just Not all of t- us are born to be Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, of course, you know, I might be more claircognizant and you might be more clairvoyant than me just naturally based on the chakras that we designed for our bodies just the way the muscles we designed for our physical body are different so um yeah i i I do think that um everyone is psychic and i want to talk a little bit more about you seeing your your grandfather's death um Mm -hmm. now what and also what the psychic was reading in your space when she told you, oh, you'll go to cold climate or, or you know, also looks like California music, that right. kind of thing. Um, when a clairvoyant is reading, there's two things that we see, color, 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 right? As, as, but that's only really frequencies of energy that are things like peaceful, tranquil, upset, you know, th- 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 that's what those uh, colors are. Um, the other thing we see are what is called pictures, and so when your grandfather died, um, you saw a picture 
of mm-hmm. his death. Yeah. And so it, it, it does look like a mental image picture. You can actually see it. So, um, so yeah, that, that's what um, – sometimes people don't realize what it is that we're really seeing. And so, so that's it. And, and I guess I could go farther and say that this earth is nothing but a picture. And yeah. the the way it looks like it's moving is just like just like a video. It's one image, you know, trailing another one, trailing another one, trailing another one. And um, the, the whose picture it is is the supreme being. It's whatever you know your god or goddess um, energy is for you. That's who is creating picture after picture after picture after picture, and it looks like it's a real reality. So what I think. The training a golden rose does, and um, and if I didn't think it, I wouldn't keep doing it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it changes those pictures. It it changes them. So if you it know, empowers people. Yeah, and you so so if you think of Lauren's energy field and those chakras, right? Those chakras are filled with pictures. So the way I left engineering is I used the tools that I, I have and I released all as many as I could um, engineering pictures out of my third chakra because third chakra in addition to power and control it also holds career because we're capitalists so you know we compete for jobs so careers in the third chakra so I removed all the engineering pictures and asked my healing master and my Akashic record keeper put in uh, psychic pictures um, I want to be a professional psychic so the way it works is every morning when I wake up in this hologram, this series of pictures uh, in Lauren, I am back from the astral. The only way I know what uh, what video game, what hologram I'm in is by reading those pictures in Lauren's field, by reading the chakras. And then I know, oh, I, I'm a psychic. That's what my career is. I don't get on the freeway and go to a, a high-tech place anymore. I walk across right. the hall from my bed, bedroom over to my office and I sit and talk all day, right? So, right. so, <laughs> so I, I always say if you want to change your life, change your pictures and change your contracts. So yeah. to me, this is science. And I know that it's metaphysics. I'm, I'm not a woo-woo channeler, although I have a lot of woo-woo channeler friends and I really enjoy them. But this is, this is kind of the way I, I, I say it. It may not be nice, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 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 communication from a channeler would be something like, and this is what frustrated me on my spiritual quest for the first 20 years of it. Um, the communication would be something like, Dance, dance, brothers and sisters, around the tree of life. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a pragmatic engineer. I'm like, where's the tree of life? I don't yeah. dance well, so who's going to teach me the dance? You know, I mean, I, I don't know what that means. So, you know, for me, it's metaphysics. It, this is a model, and I do experiments. And if it didn't work, I, I always try to convince myself that, my you know, are these readings really beneficial? I mean, is this, you know, so right. I do keep convincing myself. I keep doing it Healthy every day. Skepticism. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. If you're 10 years in, you're doing something right with the engineer's perspective on it and, and analyzing and, and always checking in with yourself like that. I think, you know, a level of healthy skepticism is, is really good, especially when you're uh, sort of uh, going out into these sort of fringe areas that many people are you know, not as uh, comfortable with or will question or turn a skeptical eye to, right? 
Right, right. And, you know, I've been really blessed because whatever contracts my higher self is signing, uh, people are so gentle with me, Brandon. Like, you know, all my clients are so loving. My my students, they learn and they don't whine a lot. So it's just, just, you know, I'm just so grateful that, you know, and again, I don't really know what I'm doing either. I mean, I wish I I wish there was a Dr. Lawrence Yellow that could read me. You know, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) What fun would there be in that, though? You know, so now you've had a lot of experiences on the astral plane and have referenced it a few times. Can you explain a little bit further exactly what what the astral plane is and the different levels and so forth? Sure. Um, now, as I mentioned, the astral plane is the real world and the earth plane is called the unreal world. Um, the, the astral plane has 12 layers and they get higher vibrating as you go up. Um, if you're at level one it, to us, um, it's really dense. Um, mm-hmm. if, um, if you go up to 12, um, it's so high vibrating, you know, your idea of the supreme being resides there. Archangels, ascended masters, all reside there um so you might draw the conclusion very quickly that that's where the idea of heaven and hell come from for sure sure Um, yeah duh right so um you can go anywhere you want a a soul can travel on the astral anywhere it wants to but of course we have affinities right like think about high school when we were hanging out at the quad right we had affinities you know i'm not a surfer you dirty guy get away i'm a jock you know So, (laughs) so, so it's the same way on the astral so it's not like you're barred from going to 12 you can go up there you probably won't stay long you know it's not yeah it's not your peeps right so right right so um and we all live forever there of course now um when we get coaxed at least i feel i was coaxed into incarnating um you know um we will we we come with an intention or intentions, you know, experiences. A lot of people call them lessons, but I like to call them experiences. These things that take the pressure off, I guess. Like I, I, if you're having an experience, there's no way to fail it or do it wrong or right. It's just an experience. You know, a lesson seems like, oh my god, I'm going to be tested on this later. I better do it right. So right. <laughs> yeah, so um, you when you start to realize what experiences you you'd like to have, and of course you have a counsel that you you know helps you figure these things out, you know, to do it on your own. Um, then once you decide what those experiences are, you'll start looking at a hologram um, that might be beneficial in having that experience. So mm-hmm. everyone that's incarnated here all felt that this reality was the right vibration for us to have the experiences that we're currently um, experiencing. Now, I'll say that when we're in that stage, it's not just, oh, I'm thinking about incarnating in this fake reality that they call Earth. It's not just that. It's like, I'm going to incarnate on Earth in 1945 because I think that's when I can get the best leverage for what I want to experience. My next life might be on Earth in the year 2025 because that's the best. Or it might be in, you know, 2000, um, you know, maybe year two, right? So you'll pick the place and time to incarnate in that reality so that you can leverage the experiences you want to have. So here, um, this Earth is a replica of the fourth layer of the astral. Now, let me put it in a different term so you can really understand what I'm talking about. 
like I said, every single night when our animal goes to sleep, the divine soul goes to the astral. So we go to level four and hang out. That's what I mean. Now, wow. level, and, 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 and so if you remember any of that experience, you'll call it a dream. So if you dream, if you fall asleep and you have a nightmare where you can't run, you can't scream, you can't punch, you're in the lower dregs of the astral. That's exactly where you ended up. I had I had somebody call me one time, um, you know, and uh, she said, oh, I'm having these terrible nightmares. And I'm like, well, just go higher on the astral. And she just kind of hung up on me. <laughs> I don't think that would work very well. Like, go higher. <laughs> She's like, yeah, whatever, crackpot, right? Yeah. I, I don't think I got a chance to explain myself. But um, so, um, so what's happening um, on the... The, this reality, it's shifting, right? We are actually a replica of three and four. Um, the, the, the part of this reality that's vibrating to level three, um, you and I would probably think of it as places where women are shrouded and they cut people's heads off. They, uh-huh. that, yeah, that would be the part of this reality that's vibrating to that. Um, but So it, it's a, three, a, a cross between three and four. You and I live in four. But, you know, we're you know, raised in the United States, that's four. Well, what you and I are doing, the light workers, we're pulling it up, so it will be four and five. So that's why the polarization is only going to continue until ultimately yeah. we do not incarnate in the same reality anymore. It's going to it's like a lava lamp, right? Blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now one of the ways you can leverage that information is. If we do go home every night, and if all of the souls reside on the astral, whether they're incarnate in some reality or not, that means that I can leverage the experience and the wisdom of all of those souls on the astral. As a matter of fact, um, level seven and eight, um, we all take classes there and we all teach there. Um, you know, hmm. So if you want to learn something tonight, Program your sleep. Tell your guides to take you to a class on the astral where that's being taught and watch how easy it is to learn here on Earth. Wow, very interesting. Would you, is that somehow similar to, have you heard of the concept of quantum jumping? Yeah. Where you can actually bring back, you know, certain talents or abilities very easily from sort of accessing alternate versions of self? Absolutely. Would you, very interesting. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I I watched this show on television, and what caught my eye was the title, of course. It was on Discovery or something, and it was The Boy with a Computer Brain. And and mm-hmm. in the, you know, description of the, of the documentary, it was it, – it said that this guy – I don't think he was a boy, but this guy could calculate pi out – you know some phenomenal digits as quick as a supercomputer. So was this a British? Was he a British guy? I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Maybe so. Um, yeah, and, where he learned a language. He learned like Icelandic in a week, which is the hardest language in the world. I, if it's the same guy, I I, I, he, I he was that. so incredible. If it if it is, yeah. anyway. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I was no, just curious. No, thanks for the input. I'm gonna have to go back and and see because uh, I talk about this boy with the computer brain a lot when when um, I'm trying to uh, you know have this teaching moment that I'm going to have here in a minute. So anyway, um, so I thought. Hmm. 
wow, this guy's left brain is hopping. His left brain has been stimulated so much by the ascension energy, you know, it's making all of us super smart, that I got to see this guy. How does he do it? How does he calculate, you know, you know, se- you know, 22 divided by 7, you know, put a you know, decimal point, put another zero. I mean, how do you do Ooh, that? So, right. uh, so I, I started to watch and what he said was, well, if the next digit is 8, um, my toe, my, my left big toe tickles. If, if wow. the next number is two, I see orange. If the next number is three, I have this little beep that I hear in my ear. So I, I just Ooh. do that. Wow. You know, what, you know what that is? That is not calculating anything with the left brain. That is reading the ast- the Akashic record with the left with the um, right brain that's exactly what you know it is. what so- that's the same as the guy i'm talking about although the guy i'm talking about had a different technique he would see uh like shapes or colors and he yep. would actually to test them he actually would make them out of play-doh to kind of see what to kind of sh- demonstrate what he would see in his mind's eye yep. so it sounds like a very similar technique with just different triggers that's exactly it and see the thing is is that we all access the uh, the akashic records and that's on the astral plane um we all I mean, oh my gosh, we even have one guide that our Akashic record keeper that that's their whole job. So the kind of the way that works. And, and once I tell you, I'll tell you how to leverage that information. Um, ah, good. <laughs> you might think <laughs> of the Akashic record as your iTunes library, um, you know, all your songs. And right. you might think of your body chakras and aura as your iPod. So, uh, you know, for most of us, there's no way we're going to get all of our library into the iPod at any one given time. So your Akashic Record Keeper is the one that changes the songs back and forth. You know, if you need a song you had from a lifetime, you know, three, you know, 3,000 years ago, your Record Keeper will go grab that information and put it in your body chakras and aura. Because remember, we read ourselves and then you can leverage it. So that happens anyway. But see... Once you know that's happening, this mm-hmm. is this, this is the example I give. If I was going to hang up with you and go buy a used car, I would ask Anastasia, my record keeper, to go back to a life where I was a really, really good judge um, and put all that information in my space so that I can tell if I'm getting lied to. Also, um, I, I might have had a really... Uh, a lifetime where I was really gr- good at negotiating a good price for my goat milk in the market. So <laughs> I'll ask Anastasia to install that. Now, when I go deal with the used car salesman, hopefully I'll know if he's lying and I'll be able to, you know, talking down to a really good deal. And I can tell <laughs> you that here in this reality, Lauren Cielo is not very good at either one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so that's in other words, awesome. T- just tell your record keeper, I'm going to a job interview. If there's any information from my other lives that's going to help, will you please go get it and put it in my iPod? Ch- change the wow. songs. Yeah. Interesting. It's just like using something, you know, subconsciously and then bringing it to the forefront of your awareness and using it consciously to your ultimate advantage. If you don't know that you're doing it, you maybe get one set of results uh, here or there. But when you're very consciously aware of this sort of ability, I guess it's it makes a big difference, right? Well, it sounds that, like. I think that's the whole key. I mean, you hit it right on the head. To spiritually develop, you need to be in your body, running your energy in the moment, 
right, running on your own information and with all those little pesky pictures that we got programmed into us from our society, sometimes your higher self wants to have an experience that you're going to have to let go of a lot of that programming to get it done. And that, again, that's where the suffering comes from, unfortunately. You know? Right, it's right. It's like, I was raised Democrat. I can't vote for a Republican or, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever um, you know, however you were programmed. So it can be really, really painful. Well, I think if you start seeing, you know, the universe through this model, at least for me, um, it's, it's, it's not as crazy making. Do you know what I mean? I, I, um, yeah. I, I think based on my energetic ex- uh, experiments that I'm doing that um, um, I'm much more invested in my life right now. And obviously, I mean, I'm, you know, you know, I had this conversation today with a gal in Budapest, like she, you know, she saw me, um, you know, on, on Gaia and she just wanted to talk to me. And, and so my assistant just hooked her up, you know, so we had a few moments to chat on Skype. I mean, how many people get to do that? Oh, I know you do, but I mean, how many people get to do what we get to do? I mean, I know. It's, and, and, and there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason why the Lauren and Brandons of this world do what Lauren and Brandons do. And that's what I'd like to, you know, empower in my other brothers and sisters that, you know, whatever it is about us that makes us so special. And I think that's part of what your next creation is, the way, you know, you're spiraling. That, that's why you're doing it. You know, you want to, you know, whatever it is that's so uh, amazing and unusual about you, you'd like to share it. I mean, if we could, if we could, you know, bottle that stuff, man, we'd make a million dollars. That's exactly right. It is, it becomes all about how do I, how do I help to free other people? And you touched on it perfectly saying, you know, putting myself at the top of the list because I am both, you know, really a student first and a teacher second, but there's such an overlap. And as I, I grow, it's all about, okay, I've learned this now. How do I disperse that to as many of my brothers and sisters as possible? Because it's the more I give, the more I get. So there's no, there's no truly uh, unselfish act <laughs> when you realize whatever you're giving, you're ultimately going to receive as well. And it becomes this wonderful, you know, experience of giving to yourself and giving to giving to others by, you know, helping anyone that you can to expand, which is the same reason you hopped on the call with the person in Budapest today. Same reason you're here now is, <laughs> you know, to touch more people. And uh, it's so it's so fulfilling. And, you know, the, you know, Jim Carrey said it best. The greatest uh, currency there is, is the effect that we have on others. And I believe that so wholeheartedly. And it, it just feels so good to do it. And when you get that positive feedback, I can get a review from a podcast and that fuels me for the next two weeks to do recordings. Because, you know, just to hear that you're having that sort of a effect on someone's life is there's nothing that I found that even comes close to it. Right, right. And, you know, when you said that about sharing information, um, what you kind of lit up in your space was about what a great teacher you really are. And, and, I, and I believe two things about teachers, and I'm talking about the archetype teacher, capital T, right? You know, mm-hmm, the the right. teacher. The, the first thing is um, a teacher will think that, will feel um, that as soon as they get a bit of information, they want to share it, that maybe even, you know, I'm going to say it this way, power comes from sharing. And, and yeah. I say that because I was an engineer and I knew a lot of engineers that would hide their design. They did, they got yeah. power through not sharing, you know, yeah. like, I'm not going to explain that to you. You wouldn't understand it anyway, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. So 
So what you're so good at is the time between an input into your energy field and the time you process it and are ready to output it to somebody is really, really short. And, 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 and you know what that's from? It's from courage, just like that guy gives you. Because really, I think that might be it's what Richard. it did. Yes, Richard. Uh, it, yeah, it cool. might really come down to the fact that maybe the Brandon, Brandons and Morans of the world push through their fear, um, you know, like push through their yeah. fear because what else could possibly be, you know, I mean, everybody has access to the internet, you know, er, you know there's, there's all kinds of opportunities and you and I created <laughs> ourselves. We, we couldn't find something that we could participate in, so we created it ourselves. And yep. that's what's exciting about, you know, and I'll say if humans aren't creating it, it's almost like you're spiritually dead because yeah. take a look. Take a look at the homeless people. They can't even create a roof over their head. So, and you know, it it it'll kill your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren, do you believe there is a dimensional shift or an awakening happening current currently on this planet? A, a quickening, so to speak. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I and I think it's um, because of where we are in space. So of course, mm-hmm. the, the, so I guess there's some quibbling now between the physicists if the universe is really expanding. But nonetheless, we are moving through it. So um, we are on a spaceship, <laughs> right, right? So the the Earth is in a new place in space, and that that place has a higher vibration. So as I was, uh, kind I've of heard this and talked about this. Yeah, uh, I've heard this idea, and I think it's a very interesting concept. Yeah. Um, and I kind of started to allude to it earlier in the in the conversation when um, we started to talk about the boy with the computer brain and how I thought the reason he was so uh, left uh, brain heavy was because of this energy that's hitting us. Because, see, this is the thing. If you think about the sum total of our knowledge, it's, it's quadrupling in months now where – you know, I mean, can you imagine being an, a medical doctor now? Do you know how much you'd have to learn? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it, it seems <laughs> un- unlearnable. Soon it will be unlearnable in a lifetime. It won't. You won't be able to learn it all. There's be so much information. So, yeah. um, so the energy that we're in has stimulated the left brain of the homo sapien to, you know, intelligence beyond, you know, anything we've ever had. It's also stimulating the right brain. And that's why an engineer like me can be a psychic now because both sides of the brain are being stimulated, super smart and super psychic at the same time. Now there's something else that's happening. Um, and I don't really talk about it a lot unless you're my student. Um, there, there's this, um, not all humans do this, but you know the people that are trained in this technique do it on purpose. And and so one of the things that we do when we're healing ourselves or when I'm reading someone else is we run energy through our body. Now some of it's earth energy because we're in a little you know a little um, uh, earthling, a little hominid that really is made out of the same stuff as the earth so that the body really likes to run earth energy through it. But we also run cosmic energy. So what we're doing is we're actually pulling cosmic energy that, that you know, a, a, a ray of cosmic energy that might be shooting through the universe that was never going to hit our planet. Crazy psychics like me are pulling that energy down and shoving it right into the earth. Um, wow. you know, we, we, we use almost 90% of it when 
what, you know, is healing. So we hold on to about 90% of it, but the rest, we let go down our grounding cord. So there's these foreign energies or alien energies, if you want to get really dramatic, like George right. Murray likes to, let's call them alien. <laughs> <laughs> let's call them alien energies. All right, we'll call them alien <laughs> no, he, no, he didn't really. He's a great guy. Uh, I'm just playing. Um, so, so that's changing everything as well because that was never going to hit the Mother Earth ever. It was never going to hit. Wow. Her. So, uh, but like I said, everyone does it. We all run energy. The, the energy field is meant to do that. But of course, you know, you know how it is. If if you're not paying attention to it, like you said, and you get older and older and older, those energy channels will start to close. And and one of the big signs of it is swelling of the feet. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now is this something you, you wrote a book also, which I have not had the pleasure of reading yet, but uh, definitely plan to, especially now after getting the chance to, to pick your brain and uh, <laughs> hear how much fascinating information you have to share. It's called the power, the power of energy. Um, tell me about that. I know that's one of the things you, you touch on is, you know, I looked into it a little bit, moving to a new place in space and, and yeah. also, you know, some of the very big questions, of course, which we've covered some of them, who are we, where do we come from? Uh, I mean, yeah. what, what can you share with us or what is pertinent, uh, in regards to your book? Well, I'll tell you, it, um, I knew I was supposed to write books. I have a lot more books in me. Um, you know, some I guess that it's like I need a shoehorn to get them out. Um, so I'm working on the energetic <laughs> shoehorn right now. But anyway, um, it started as just um, a probably a blog post or an email that was going to be sent to all of my clients that would help them understand a little bit more, like my first-time clients, help them understand a little bit more about you know, my technique and the way I see the world and what you're likely to hear in a reading with me. Because, you know, obviously, you know, maybe just based on what I read for you, the readings are high level. I mean, it's your higher self. Pay attention. You're trying to tell yourself something, you know, like that. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, so it started out as kind of an explanation of the way I see the universe so that I wouldn't have to say the same thing over and over and over, you know, in, in the first yeah. reading. And when I, as I was writing it, I realized, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is my first book. So it just kept, wow. you know, I say it like this. Um, you know, I'm a vegetarian. And uh, so I, I say things like this. Um, it was like a piece of liver in my mouth. You know, you, you chew it and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and yeah. bigger. Yeah, that was the piece of liver in my mouth was the power of energy. Yeah, Very nice. Very nice. But I look forward to uh, to checking that out. And here's a question. And I know you cover in that book uh, where we go and we die. And, and one of the things that you've touched on a little bit, of course, is soul contracts, which I find really interesting and how those can change in real time, so to speak. And also, you know, it feels to me like there's some sort of a, uh, I guess uh, there is some learning, of course, a lot of learning that goes along with this uh, reality. And it, it, w- how do you see it as far as, okay, I learn X amount as, as the character Brandon Beecham, and now I go to the other side. Now, does that give me sort of uh, different options that I can graduate into? Okay, you did X, Y, Z well, so now you have these new options to project into. Um, is, there, is there some truth to that kind of concept? How, how do you see what choices you get next? Because you talked about that earlier as well. Well, you know, um, again, this is my hillbilly, my, uh, my, my women quilt. So this, this will be a good <laughs> image for you. So um, w- once somebody passes, um, they, they take as much information from their incarnation as they can. And, um, and by the way, 
when you do pass away and you see that tunnel, go through the tunnel because that's your information and you want to take it all with you, right? There's no point in incarnating, leaving it all where you can't use it. So get through that tunnel, boys and girls. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) So once, and it depends on how you pass, Um, you know, if you have like what I call and I'm sorry that it sounds so callous, but a bug on the windshield passing, um, yeah. you'll, you're kind of like wake up dead. You know, I mean, your consciousness goes, wait a minute, what just happened? Right. Yeah. Um, or maybe you had like a, well, I'll just say like a long, difficult passing or maybe um, like a like a what do you call it? Like a accidental suicide, you know, maybe a drug overdose or something like that. You know, these mm-hmm. kinds of passings. Um, a soul right when it passes may go to well, you might think of it as an emergency room on the astral where they're surrounded gotcha. by healers and, you know, they, you know, are informed about what happened and they kind of go through that, you know, that process. Now, not all of us do. You know, my my grandmother lived to be 95. I mean, she knew she was dying. I thought there was very little processing that had to be done at that point, you know. Right. Um, so what once we get through that, if we go through that, you might think of your last incarnation as Brandon as a, a, a square a piece of fabric in a quilt. The first yeah. thing you do is you look at that fabric and you, you might think about integrating um, your, your last life. You know, your, you know, what did I achieve? Mm-hmm. Did, you know, these are the things I wanted to, did I, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah. then you'll take that and you'll look at all of you. So now we're talking about the quilt, the tapestry of all of you. You'll take Brandon's square and you'll fit it into the to the quilt. And then you'll pull back and you'll integrate Brandon into the whole quilt. Right? Wow. Okay. And then you'll say, okay, what am I missing? And then, of course, that's when you get the tap on the shoulder that, yep, you have to pick a reality. You got to pick a body. You got to pick a mom and dad and you got to jump again. <laughs> now, I don't wow. mean you have to. I mean, you want to. Okay. Yes. I, th- I think that's one of the things that, you know, is such a shift from the way you and I were raised religiously to how we are spiritually is we are God. Let's make it very clear that yep. we are God. And um, so, therefore, no one tells us what to do at all. You know, we make decisions based on what we think is good for our soul. Now, the way that life gets sticky here on earth is we go into resistance to what higher self is trying to create. And that's where the pain comes from. (laughs) Right, right, right. So based off of what I've brought to the quilt will really determine what sort of options I have uh, moving forward or or that would make the most sense, so to speak, going forward. Yeah, and and might even tempt you. Now, think about the the planet, right? Now, in, in my technique, there's three types of beings. We don't really use the term spirit guide. I do because you guys understand what it means. But there are yeah. beings with bodies like, like you and I. There are beings mm-hmm. without bodies like Anka Yaya and Richard. And then there's right. the supreme being, right? So, right. Um, so yeah, ah. the, uh, the, the concept that we really are God and that – you know, we make our own decisions about what it is that we'll learn next. And of course, where we'll do it, you know, we'll jump off into those places and sign the contracts to have that experience. So um, again, I think probably that um, that's probably one of the biggest, 
you know, as I said, the lava lamp is splitting into two. We're, we're polarizing so much. I think that might be one of the main topics that we're divided on. If, if a soul sees itself as senior and part of the one, then mm-hmm. it will act and, and live a certain way. If it feels yeah. that it's under the thumb of a, an adult God, um, you know, a parent God, then mm-hmm. it will have a, a different experience here on the planet. So, um, yeah, it's really, you know, I guess that's maybe a very of, interesting way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of our higher selves are really rooting for us that it's never been easier to take all your power. Never. We have the Internet. You don't even have to work for anybody anymore. You can create your own thing on the Internet. So absolutely. Yeah, take, take your power back. <laughs> absolutely take your personal power back i love that um well uh i do have a question that i i like to ask everyone and it is in something tells me you're going to have something juicy for me I, <laughs> on this show i love to have any i love to hear a story of synchronicity uh or serendipity or a positive paranormal story so uh hoping that you have something that uh you'd like to share that will uh stimulate uh my need to hear synchronicity <laughs> and, and positive paranormal stories satisfy <laughs> my need I yes please <laughs> Feed me, Dr. Lauren, feed me. (laughs) Well, um, it was my return of Saturn, my first one. I'm kind of almost into my second one now. So um, if you're not familiar or your listeners aren't with the return of Saturn, it's an astrological time that all of us experience around 28 to 30. And then Mm -hmm. almost every 28 to 30 years after that. So around 60-ish and around Mm -hmm. 90-ish. And I was raised hillbilly christian like i mentioned and then because because my higher self wanted to have experiences that i was programmed not to have um Mm -hmm. i really lost any type of religion at all and i i was an atheist and so i'm you know pushing 30 i was about probably 28 when my set return of saturn hit and um i got robbed and i got robbed on christmas eve and um the, the robbers uh, took all of the gifts that I bought for my niece and nephew, which, of course, I don't have children. So, you know, you kind of vicariously get off on, you know, getting your niece and nephew the perfect right. gift, the, the one that will drive your brother crazy. You know, <laughs> exactly. Set, you know? <laughs> one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I come home from work on Christmas Eve and I open my apartment and all of the gifts are gone. And I know exactly who did it. And it was my neighbor. And wow. um, I'm I'm really big. I'm really strong and really muscular. And that little guy wasn't. So <laughs> <laughs> so I come into my apartment, and you know, after the initial shock, um, you know, I I can remember it so clearly. Um, I was crying, and I, it's one of those moments where you're so angry and you're so hurt at the same time that you don't know if you want to scream or cry or both. And I think I was doing both, and um, I. I wanted to beat the crap out of him. I mean, I could yeah. and I wanted to. And so I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? I mean, what type of life am I going to have? Am I going to take my ball bat and go over there and beat the crap out of him? Of course, he's going to yeah. do something to me while I'm at work. He'll probably poison my cat or, you know, right. something. You know, th- yeah, there'll be retaliation. <laughs> so I'm thinking, do I want to live by the sword and die by the sword uh, again uh, this lifetime? And so in my anguish... I looked up at the ceiling and I'm just like, why can't this guy feel my pain? That was my question. Why does that guy not know how much this hurts me? And I heard an answer, which 
I had never, ever experienced before. And the answer was so clear and so wise and so true that it changed my life. And wow. the answer was, the reason that he doesn't know how much he hurt you is because he's been hurt so much that his pain tolerance is so high that he won't understand what you're feeling. He just won't wow. get it. So you can go over there and add to that by beating the crap out of him and add more pain. So he'll just go and hurt other people more. He'll be even more dull to it. Right. And I heard it. And I'm telling you the truth, I was actually relieved because I didn't want to, I never hit anybody. I didn't want to, you know, I was like, Whoa, yeah, yeah. excellent. You know, I really liked that answer. But, but the fact that it came to me in, in my anguish and it was such a clear voice in my head that that's what really got me looking at energy because that's how I started. I started with Wicca, with, 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 with witchcraft because my intention was to protect my house while I was at work. I didn't want any wow. more funny, you know. So um, I started reading about energy and I'll tell you what, it took me a long time to wrap my head around energy even though I was in electronics and that's energy. And I'll, I'll yeah. tell you why. Because I didn't really understand like what chi or prana was. And of course, we don't really have any words for this. We have energy. Well, energy is a lot of things. You know, it's not, it's not really talking about that, that life force energy that runs on the quantum level through my animal body. We, you know, we don't even yeah. have words for it. So, um, so yeah, I started to get, um, you know, really interested in energy. Um, uh, and one of the free webinars that I do every month, um, I talk about how I, you know, wanted to have a spiritual experience. I, you know, I, you know, walked hot coals three times and tried to have a spiritual experience and, you know, like <laughs> drumming and, you know, ritual and healing circles and everything. And it wasn't until, you know, 44, um, when I was 44 and I'm 54 now, um, it wasn't mm -hmm. until 44 when I learned this technique that I finally had this spiritual experience. And, and it was really easy. It was putting my eye up to the telescope. You know, when, when my teacher said, close your eyes and move into the center of your head. And I'll tell you what, Brandon, it freaked me out. The, the first wow. thing that came into my mind was, where was I before I moved into the center of my head? Because I felt Whoa. a shift big time. Wow. And so the next question that came right after that, you know, obviously I'm very curious, was what part of me moved? Yeah. What, was it my soul? And then, and then this is me. I'm a fire sign. So the very next thought was anger. Why didn't somebody tell me this before? Why did I walk those hot coals three times? Why did I just move it in the center of my yeah. head? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds, so sounds anyway, like something that I would uh, think. The, yeah, that robbery on Christmas Eve on my return of Saturn is what really uh, led me. And, and I could have chose. I could have chose the ball bat. But I chose. Interesting. Interesting. You know what? Because I always ask, you know, a story of synchronicity or uh, positive paranormal, which is kind of what this is, this story. Um, I have a little synchronicity splattering to throw on that. This Christmas Eve, I had an issue with someone who was and now I don't know if that person that stole from you was considered a friend at one time or not but um I had someone that's considered a friend who I discovered was trying to steal something and I had to make a big decision actually this past Christmas Eve that and it was very much like that I can go two routes here I can sort of wallow in the mud and 
fight and, you know, and not in this case, not a physical fight, but rather legal fight is what I was considering. Right. Or I can uh, take a different route and, you know, my most valuable asset is my energy and choose to just release it and let it go and let the sort of uh, betrayal happen and, and walk away. And so it, it was very interesting. As you started telling your story, I started kind of seeing the similarities between uh, that story on Christmas Eve and my very own, which is just happened though you know last december yeah i wonder i wonder if we're actually the same person yeah there's definitely definitely some overlap for sure for sure well lauren because we are so similar i feel like i could probably keep you on here for another hours and hours uh picking your brain but i won't do that to you it's getting late but i will leave you with one final put put you on the spot kind of question or i'm going to try in 60 seconds or less what is the meaning of life according to lauren cielo (laughs) it's running on your own information running on Ah. your own unique soul vibration and information and that means releasing your parents from your Ah. (laughs) i love that that's wonderful what a great answer Well, Lauren, thank you again so much. This has been such a pleasure. I have absolutely enjoyed my time with you and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Oh, I would love to, Brendan. And I want to I want to let your listeners know um, our web guys actually created a a page for them if they're more interested. uh, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, So it's um, on my site. So it's laurencielo.com and then slash positive head now if you go there you'll see that we've got a lot of free stuff for you so click over there and uh, yeah and let me make sure we get that right it's lauren cielo so it's l-a-u-r-e-n-c-i-e-l-o.com slash positive head all one word correct that's it all one word you got it and um, perfect and you can get free readings from my students who are uh, becoming professionals you can get free healing requests all kinds of fun stuff meditations So yeah, check it out, guys. And thanks again, Brandon. I had a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. (laughs) Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.